Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's June, it's the 28th of June, it's 2017, and it's Wednesday, we have 13 baseball games here on the main slate. The two-game early slate is kind of ugly, um, so we're just going to kind of skip over it. Uh, I don't recommend playing it. If you're going to play it, make one or two teams and, you know, attack it that way. But um, it's just not a good slate, especially for trying to figure out two starting pitchers and stuff like that. So we're just going to kind of breeze over it and, um, you know, a – Late reliever from the bullpen, Derek Cardi. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Thanks for uh, for calling me in in a pinch. <laughs> well, I actually, I, the thanks needs to be from me to you. Um, Notorious had something come up with his family and had to take care of that. And, um, you know, we wish him all the best and everything okay over there. And um, I really appreciate very last minute you jumping on here and, and um, doing the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Always a lot of fun. I love doing this. Yeah, so we're going to get going, but before we do that, we're going to talk about our sponsor. If you guys haven't checked out Playdraft, make sure you head on over there, check them out, playdraft.com backslash grinders. We have some premium stuff going up for Playdraft. For the best ball, NFL is starting to roll out, um, and uh, best ball is fun. There's definitely an edge to be made and uh, to make some money, so make sure you guys check that out. Like I said, use that promo code GRINDERS. That way you guys get that deposit bonus. We're going to get started here on this 13-game baseball slate. Tampa at Pittsburgh, Blake Snell against Ivan Nova, eight and a half total here. Nova, a 133 favorite. Any interest in either one of these pitchers? No, I kind of want to skip this game entirely. I don't have a lot of interest in the pitchers. I don't have a lot of interest in the bats. It's kind of just one of those games that's that's there for me. Whoa, no interest in the bats. Not really. I'm, I mean, I love Tampa Bay in general, but you look at the lineups that they're rolling out these days, and it's just not the same team that it was a month ago. There's just... I don't know. A lot of a lot of gross hitters, a lot of righties now, which in PNC really doesn't project well. Um, you know, you can always make a case for Corey Dickerson or Lomo, but for the most part, I don't have a lot of interest here. As Ivan Nova is really bad against lefties, you know, we get some premium lefties here. Uh, not the greatest ballpark, like you mentioned, but Dickerson, Morrison, Malik Smith, all these guys are interesting to me. See, Malik's is more interesting to me in matchups where he can steal because he's not a great hitter. He's, you know, an average hitter at best, basically. And so when I play him, I want stolen base upside, and there really just isn't a whole lot against Nova. Listen, he is fast. He can run on anybody. <laughs> and but is he going to? Fast runners still, when it's a guy that's tough to run on, fast runners tend to attempt steals less often. So I don't know. For me, I just can't really see Malik's, uh, especially with his price kind of creeping up. Um, no interest in the Pirates bats here against Blake Snell? No. Pirates bats in general are just pretty gross. Snell, um, you know, he struggled earlier this year, but he's a talented pitcher. I'm not really looking to pick on him here. Yeah, I, I just I kind of worry like like how deep is he going to pitch into this game and stuff too. Uh, I think that's something that we need to be you know he, concerned with. Yeah, he was throwing a lot of pitches in the minors, like routinely going over a hundred pitches, like almost every start. Yeah, he gets sent down in the minors. It sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, the Pittsburgh bats. If it was the ballpark, just kind of stinks. So I think I'm going to pass as well. Um, Chicago at Washington, John Lackey against Steven Strasburg, eight and a half total here. Um, Strasburg, uh, got to like him here against the Cubs, right? Yeah, you might not know this about me, but I'm a cash game guy, and uh, I think you need to play Strasburg today under pretty much all circumstances in all of your cash game lineups. 
You're a cash game player. No. I mean, I don't know what would have given it away, but <laughs> but yeah, I like cash games and I like Strasburg. Um, we kind of said it last night. All all the cash game guys are like, you know, just play Scherzer and move on, and that's kind of the deal today with with Strasburg. The Cubs lineup is uh, it's really not very good these days. There's a bunch of strikeouts in it, and uh, I think you kind of just have to go Strasburg. Well, I'm not gonna argue it. Um... It's a great matchup for him. The Cubs, like you mentioned, a bunch of strikeouts in this lineup. Um, they rolled out six lefties against Scherzer. I guess we could possibly see that again against Strasburg here, but I'm not too concerned. Love this matchup for him, and I just think John Lackey sucks. Um, it, there's, just, <laughs> there's just no no sugarcoating it. Um, he's been awful against lefties. The regression is starting to finally hit. He's given up a bunch of home runs to lefties. He's just not good. No, he's not. Um, you know, he, he burned me the first few starts of the season where he looked like he was an ace, but man, I've made my money back targeting John Lackey lately. Yeah. I really didn't even buy into him last year. I mean, the guy's, what is he like 37 or 38 years old? And last year he kind of just came out of nowhere and was really good. And I just wasn't buying it. And this year his stuff is worse. He's just all over the place. I, I think he's bad. Yeah. Giving up a ton of hard contact, only a 15% soft contact rate this season, uh, neutral fly ball, ground ball guy. You know, he's still going to get swinging strikes, but that's fine because he's still giving up a ton of home runs. Um, I think the Washington national stack is firmly in play here. Um, I love picking on Lackey, and I'm definitely going to do it here. Yeah, I agree. I think they're they're pretty clearly a top five or so stack today, especially when you factor in that Lackey is really easy to run on. And if it's Montero behind the plate, that just makes it even better. I mean, Trey Turner just went <laughs> Trey Turner went crazy last night against Arietta, and it's basically the same matchup today. I had zero interest in Trey Turner. I saw Montero catching, and I was like, yep, time to play him. <laughs> it, was just, it was just that. It was easy as that. The guy just – he can't throw anybody out. And you get a guy like Trey Turner who can definitely steal bases. Um, God, it's just a dream come true to see Montero back there. Yeah, well, it's great too when you can when you can pair the terrible catcher with the terrible pitcher when they're both bad at preventing steals. Like you have the kind of upside that Turner had last night. And if it's Montero behind the plate today, it's the exact same kind of upside. Yep. Um, any Cubs bats here for you? No, zero Cubs bats for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we move on Baltimore at Toronto nine and a half total here. Wade Miley against Marcus Stroman. Stroman, a big favorite here at one seventy-eight. Oh man. Um, like, I don't like Miley in this spot, but I, I want to play Stroman here. I think Stroman is perfectly fine here, more as a GPP play. I'm not looking at him in cash games, but but I think he's fine. You know, he's going to face gonna face a bunch of righties. There's going to be some strikeout upside here. Um, I think there's stronger options today, but not a whole lot of them. Yeah, I think he's definitely playing tournaments. We look at the Baltimore lineup there. They're extremely right-handed heavy. You know, outside of Kim and Smith, you know, we're going to see six to seven righties in this lineup. And, you know, Stroman's definitely a guy that can work his way through this lineup. I know he's been kind of a reverse splits guy, but I'm not going to let that bother me too much here. Yeah, I don't buy him as a reverse splits guy, especially given kind of his pitch mix and the way he pitches. Like, he doesn't profile as a reverse splits guy. Yeah, just all of a sudden come out of nowhere, like this year. Like he's yeah. been pretty neutral throughout his career, and this year he's just starting to give up home runs and stuff to righties. Um, definitely going to dig into it more. Maybe I'll find something that you know is going to tell me why. But just the Baltimore lineup just doesn't scare me at this point. No, me, me either. I I think they can. You know, they're a little scary. They have some power, but it's not like you're really running away from this lineup. They have power in Machado, Scope, and Trumbo, but outside of that, the team stinks. Yeah, Mancini's kind of doing his power thing. Wellington has some power by catcher standards, but there's also K's here, and, you know, I'm, I'm good with Stroman. All right. Um, Baltimore bats? Um, I'm probably not looking at any Baltimore bats. Um, you know, maybe maybe Machado because he's, he's so cheap, but uh, so is uh, the third baseman on the other side of this game, so that's probably where I'm going to be looking. All right. Um, let's talk the Blue Jays here. Love going after stacks after they burn people. And mm -hmm. Toronto throughout the industry was really popular in tournaments. So I, I love going back to the well, and I'm definitely going back to the well here against Wade Miley. 
I'm with you. I love Blue Jays. I love them as a stack. And I love them in cash games because we're getting them at a discount again. Donaldson is 4-3 on DraftKings. It's just it's too cheap. Batista is under 4K. Like I, I, I'm going to have a bunch of Jays in cash games today. Yeah, Wade Miley's been able to sustain his ground ball rate uh, right at 52% this season, but still 355 Woba, 33.5% hard contact against righties. Um, yes, you know, Smoke. Smoke is a guy that I love in this matchup too. Nobody likes to play him, but um, he's definitely a guy that just continues to mash from the right side of the plate. Yeah, Smoke's, uh, smoke's interesting. He's having a good year. Yeah, he is. Um, he's Smoke Monster, man. Come on. <laughs> it's one of those things that I want to look into more, but like there's been stuff lately out there talking about how, you know, why offense is so up this year and why home runs are so up. And the guys who are pre- predominantly benefiting from it are those guys kind of in the mid tier. It's not like the elite home run hitters. Their home run rates are relatively not increasing as much as the league average goes up. But the mid tier guys, guys like Justin Smoke and guys like, you know, Yonder Alonzo with the A's and guys like that are the ones that are the primary beneficiary, it seems like, this year. And uh, Smoke's kind of interesting. All right. We move on. Kansas City at Detroit. Ian Kennedy, Daniel Norris, 9.5 total here. Uh, Norris, a slight favorite at 135. Any interest in either one of these guys? Uh, no, zero interest in, in pretty much both of these guys. <laughs> uh, let's talk Royals side first here. Is there anybody that you like here against Daniel Norris? Um, Roy, as a cash game guy, like, and a cash game guy who cares a lot about value, Royals generally don't do it for me because they're always a little overpriced with the exception of like April this year. Um, and they don't really have a whole lot of like, they don't do a lot. They don't generate a lot of points. So I don't love them. Um, as a GPP guy, you probably don't love them either. Um, well, the thing is, like, Daniel Norris against righties this season, um, you know, 41% hard contact. His home run per fly ball rate is 6%. That's going to regress. Like, that, that's he's not going to continue to stay at 6%. So, like, if I'm targeting guys against him, it's the righty power bats. It's Bonificio. It's Kane. It's Perez. I guess Merrifield. Like, I'm playing these guys as one-offs because I do think Daniel Norris will give up one or two home runs in this game. I think that's possible. And Norris is a guy who struggles with stolen bases too. So I think you can make a case for the guys with a little bit of speed. Um, so, you know, some power, some speed upside. Maybe they're all right, but uh, not really in cash games. They're just not good enough. Uh, what are you looking at here against uh, Kennedy from Detroit? I like Detroit a lot. They, uh, they're they one of my favorite offenses today, if not my favorite. So I will be uh, – playing some of those bats. I'm going to be going back to the Miguel Cabrera well. He's been too cheap on DraftKings for a long time now. He's been struggling a little bit, but he hit a home run last night, so that's always a nice sign. But 3-5 against Kennedy is just too cheap for him. You're playing the BVP, right? Like Kinsler, JD. Yeah, BVP. <laughs> like Kinsler, JD, Miguel Cabrera, Justin Upton, and Inglesias all hitting over five or over 300 against um, Kennedy. Well, we got to lock it in then. <laughs> yeah, you got to lock it in. Ian Kensler, man, seven for 15, uh, five extra base hits, only one strikeout and 15 at-bats. It's solid. I do like Kinsler. I wish he was a little cheaper. I wish he was closer to to Miggy's price, but I do think this is a good matchup for the Tigers, and Kinsler's got to be right in there. Yeah, Miggy, or uh, 18 plate appearances, zero strikeouts. So. BVP. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how I feel about BVP, but I know I just sides with a good play. Go for it. I knew that. Um, I knew that Detroit had uh, BVP, so like I was just I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after that. Um, another guy, a Sadie's Escobar on the other side. He has good BVP against Daniel Norris. Take it for whatever you want to take it as. But we move on to Minnesota at Boston. Alberto. Um, Meja against Rick Porcello, 10.5 total. Porcello, 160 favorite. Porcello just getting just smashed this year. Like the hard contact and the barrels this season are insane. Yeah, he really has not looked good, um, which makes me upset because I'm tempted by him today. <laughs> I really don't want to play him, but I love the price. He's so cheap. He goes so deep in the game. So even if he gets gets lit up and he gives up a few runs, he's still probably going to throw six innings and, and make up for it a little bit. And it's a it's a decent matchup against a Twins team that strikes out. He's a good favorite. 
I don't know. I'm tempted by Porcello, but I really don't want to play him. Oh, also, there's a good pitcher's umpire here, so that's going to help. Oh, wait, no, there's not. There's not. I'm, I'm confusing this with a different game. I was going to say the 10.5 total doesn't care about your pitcher or your umpire data. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Porcello, a guy, like, on the Twins' bat sides here, like, I'm looking at, you know, the power righties, uh, Sano, Dozier, I guess I don't mind Max Kepler either, but I really want the right-handed power bats here um, against Porcello. And I, like I said, I guess I don't mind Kepler either, but it's really going to be Sano and Dozier for me. Yeah, I can definitely see the Twins bats going off and doing some damage. If I'm playing Porcello, it's as a price play for value and because I expect him to go deep and get strikeouts, but he could definitely – I mean, he's definitely going to give up some runs. I just kind of hope it's not a lot. <laughs> Any um, Red Sox bats stand out to you here? Yeah, like all of them. Um, the Red Sox are <laughs> really good today uh, against Mejia. I hope they have a more normal-looking lineup today. Yesterday it was kind of watered down, but it's going to be your usual Red Sox suspects. Mookie Betts is going to be an elite play. Chris Young's probably going to be in the lineup. He's going to be a good value play. Hanley Ramirez, if he's back, is going to be a great value play at first base. Uh, so those would be the guys I'd be keying on. Yeah, Hanley dealing with a knee injury right now, so we'll kind of have to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Um Sandy Leone, a, a good catcher. Um, he hits well from the right side of the plate. So oh, you didn't just call Sandy Leone a good catcher, did you? Please tell me I misheard. I called him a good hitter, right? I good hitter. I thought I said good hitter from the right side of the plate. I could, I could be wrong. I might have said good catcher. Good catcher play when he's facing a left-handed pitcher. Oh, I can't get behind it. I think Sandy Leone is so terrible. I think well, he's the, so the terrible. stats definitely don't disagree, or de definitely disagree with you. Oh, but it's like all Babbitt driven. It's not like he actually does anything worthwhile that's, like, sustainable. Oh, I hate Sandy Leone. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, you mentioned Chris Young. Sam Travis is eventually going to get it going. This guy's really talented, and he keeps facing these bad lefties. So he's in there. He's another guy that I would probably play. I'm definitely going back to the well on the Red Sox stack here. Absolutely. In cash games, you'll probably want to get a little bit of exposure here, especially because some of the guys, not all of them, are a little underpriced. And some, like Xander Bogarts, are overpriced. Yep. We move on. New York Mets, Miami Marlins, nine total. Steven Matz against Jeff Locke. Uh, Matz, a very slight favor here at 112. Um, you worried about Matz coming off the DL? Um, I know he has one start since coming back, but is he a guy you could look at here? Yeah, I mean, we haven't gone too deep into the slate yet, but when you look at it as a whole, there's not a whole lot of really appealing pitching. There's a few guys, you know, there's Strasburg on the high end, but then you kind of have this this big clumped up middle tier with guys that you don't really love but are kind of okay, and that's kind of Matt's today. It's, it's Miami offense that's kind of mediocre overall. It's a bit of a pitcher's park. Um, it's not as good as City Field. There's some power here. There's some power righties. Uh, that could do damage against them. So Matt's is kind of – he's okay. I think he's fine for GPPs given the state of the slate, but that's about the nicest thing I'm going to say about him. Yeah, I guess he's thrown over 100 pitches in um, two of his last starts. He's had three since coming back, and he's thrown over 100 pitches in two and 98 in the other one. So I guess pitch count really isn't a thing we're going to be worried about. Um the thing is, like, the Marlins have actually been kind of good against left-handed pitching this season, so I kind of worry about that a little bit. But um, They've been good, but I'm just not buying it. You look at the composition of their lineup, and it's a little better now with Prado back, another, like, decent right-handed bat. But, you know, you have Stanton, you have Ozuna, you have Real Muto, who I don't think is very good. And then it's a lot of lefties. It's it's Bohr, it's Yelich, it's Gordon, it's Riddle. And I just don't buy that this is a team that's elite against lefties. I just I think it's noise. You better get off my boy, Boar, man. Hey, I I agree with you. I wrote up a whole article about how I agree with you. And was it Siege who said he was a top 35 guy? He is a top 35 guy. He is. I agree with you guys, but not against lefties. He's actually hitting lefties really well. I know he is, and but that part I'm not buying. I'm buying that he's a really good hitter. I am. I'm not buying that he's good against lefties. Like if his – if his hard contact rate wasn't so high against lefties, I would be on board with you. But, like, he's hitting lefties and he's hitting them hard. Like, he's getting a ton of hard contact against lefties. So, like, you know, this team has, you know, like you mentioned, Prado's back now. So you're still – you're facing, like, four or five guys that can, like, hit left-handed pitching here. And it's just 
I just don't think I can do it, even on a slate that I just don't love a lot at pitcher. Yeah, that that's really the only reason I would consider playing Mets today is because I don't love a lot of pitchers, but it's definitely not a great matchup. And I'm definitely not playing Locke. <laughs> no, I, I would not recommend playing Locke. Um, we'll talk bats here on the Mets side. You know, it's the same suspects. It's, you know, Cespedes and Wilmer Flores. Every time they face a lefty, it's the same two guys. Yeah, what does Flores' price look like? Because I'm not like a huge guy who's like, oh, Wilmer Flores is this total lefty masher. Like, I think he's fine. But, yeah, 38 on DraftKings where he's not even second base eligible anymore. I don't know if I can get behind that. Uh, his price went up a ton. Yeah, I was playing him when he was like 20. 29, yeah, that was yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, 38 is a lot. Yeah, you're probably going to find better options at that price. Um, on – Oh, he's 3,200 on. Has he been hot or something? Like, why is it? Oh, yeah, he's been hot. Multi hits in three of his last four games. That's why. That'll do it. That'll drive the price up. But love him hot against the lefty. That's even better. <laughs> um, we mentioned the Marlins guys, Ozuna, Stan. They really are good against left handed pitching. Prado's back. Probably not going to play him, but he's definitely respectable against lefties. And I like Bohr as a one off in tournaments just because nobody's going to play him. He's. He has six home runs against left-handed pitching this season. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not buying it. I can't play Boar. I can play Stanton, though. I got burned by him last night against a reverse splits righty. He did, like, nothing. He got, like, four points. But he's still too cheap. He's 4200 I think it's a good price for Stanton, especially against the lefty. I can see Stanton as a cash game guy. Yelich is too cheap. I ended up with a lot of Yelich on Tuesday night. I was shocked that he was, like, $3,200. Um yeah, sometimes you just got to price enforce. I know it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but, you know, 3K on DraftKings for Yellow is too cheap. That was a cheap price. I uh, I wasn't playing him lefty-lefty, but that's that's too cheap for him. We move on. Milwaukee at Cincinnati. Chase Anderson against Luis Castillo. Nine total here. Love this ballpark. Hate taking pitchers in this ballpark. Um, I'm guessing you don't like these guys? No, definitely not. I don't have any interest in them. All right, let's talk Brewers first. Um, any bats standing out to you here? <sighs> Eric Thames, but he's just been doing nothing. He's another guy who's kind of been burning me lately. But you put him in these matchups, and he's underpriced. Again, he's 4,200 on DraftKings. Like, eventually he's got to do something. It's such a good park for lefty power. The team is doing well. It's a bad pitcher. It's a bad right-handed pitcher. It's a great park for lefty power. Like, I don't know. I'm tempted by Thames, but I might just kind of wash my hands of him until he starts actually hitting. All right, well, this is something I always talk about when it comes to Thames and Shaw. Um, these guys just mash hard fastballs, and Luis Castillo averages 97 to 98 mile an hour on his fastball. He throws his fastball a ton. He threw his fastball a ton in the minors. Like, it's a great spot for Travis Shaw and Eric Thames. Will they perform? That's, you know, at the end of the day, you can only trust the numbers when selecting guys or trying to project guys. But this is excellent batted ball profile matchup for both of those guys. So what you're telling me is that I have to play Thames for at least one more day before I write him off. Um, 462 um, ISO against fastballs over 95 miles an hour this season. I guess I'm playing Eric Thames again. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, you, you kind of just, you know, you have to – you have to hope that that power and, you know, the way he sees fastballs, this is a good matchup for him. Yeah. Uh, Steven Vogt's interesting if he cracks the lineup today. He's uh, he's pretty cheap. He, you know, wasn't doing a lot with Oakland, but this is a good matchup to jump right into. Uh, Steven Vogt stinks. <laughs> I mean, he's a catcher, though. He's a cheap catcher in a good matchup. I mean, how bad is a guy really? He's an average hitter, maybe? He stinks. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm, just, I'm not even going to acknowledge him because he stinks. Um, Cincinnati Reds side um, against Chase Anderson. What's standing out to you here for the Reds? Um, not a whole lot, really. Um, I mean, Votto is going to be a great play because he's Votto and it's a good park, but Anderson has pretty extreme reverse splits, so you're not necessarily looking to, you know, to pick on him with a lefty. For me, this is kind of a team that that's just kind of there today. I'm not – looking at i don't see a whole lot of value all right there's two guys that kind of stand out to me here um adam duvall you mentioned chase anderson being a reverse splits guy adam duvall is interesting 
And Devin Mesrocco, like you mentioned, vote, like same reasons. Like we get a catcher that has power upside. He's finally healthy. Like I know you remember a few years ago where we played this guy like every day. Oh, and, he was great. And he's finally getting healthy and he looks good at the plate. Like uh, we, we just got to start jumping on and uh, getting on there before everybody else. Yeah, he's he's cheap. There's power upside. It's kind of buried in the order to playing cash games, but I can see it for the, the home run in the GPP. Texas at Cleveland, you Darvish against Trevor Bauer. Nine total here. Bauer a favorite over Darvish. Um, I think that has a lot more to do with just how Cleveland's been swinging the bat. I know they struggled against Tyson Ross, really tilting, but um, what's your thoughts? I'm disappointed to see the way Vegas is valuing this because I have it the same, and I was hoping that there was going to be some sneaky plays here. Like I was thinking Cleveland could be a sneaky stack against Darvish, but it looks like Vegas actually kind of likes them. Um, And I think Bauer, Bauer might be the cash game guy today. He's too cheap. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a high Texas total, but there's a bunch of strikeouts. He's super cheap. Uh, it's a really good uh, pitcher's umpire here. So I, I kind of like Bauer today. Um, I, I was smashing my head up against this. <laughs> <laughs> Bauer's been bad this year. Like his ERA is bad, but his peripherals are really good. He has like a 10.5K per nine. He's striking guys out. He's I don't think he's anything great. But it's a gross slate today. It's a gross slate. So when you get Bauer for like 6.2K or whatever he costs in a matchup with a bunch of strikeouts where he's a favorite, I don't know. You look at the rest of the pitching today, who are you really excited about playing as your SP2? No, I I get it for that. Um, I just sit here and I just go like, this guy just gives up a ton of hard contact. Like he has the strikeout stuff. Like I don't disagree with that. But like when the ball is in play, it is usually hard. Um, like he doesn't have much soft contact. It's under 15% this season overall. And it's just like, like you said, the Sierra is a run and a half lower than the ERA. There's some positive regression coming from him, but like just a spot that I could see him giving up a couple home runs. It just all depends on what else he does throughout the game. And that's exactly it. I'm not playing him because I expect him to, to like go out and dominate and throw a shutout here. The bat hasn't projected for a 4.30 ERA in this game. Like it's not, it's not a matchup where he's going to dominate run prevention wise. You just hope that that the run scoring doesn't get out of control. You hope that he gets a bunch of strikeouts and you hope that he gets the win. And then for the price, it helps you get some bats because I don't want to overpay for pitching today. Outside of Strasburg, there's not a single legitimately good pitching play on the whole slate. Yep. All right. Um, what's your thoughts on Darvish? Are you playing Darvish here? Not in cash games. and GPP, I'm fine with it, but I'm also fine with the Cleveland stack. I think it could go either way. I think he's going to potentially give up a bunch of runs, but he's Darvish, and so he could also get a bunch of strikeouts. Yeah, the problem with Darvish is like his price on DraftKings is really, really close to Strasburg. It makes it pretty easy just to pay up for Strasburg on DraftKings anyway. So – that could actually lower his ownership for tournaments because That's it is so easy. Yeah. But I just – I don't know. Like, we we really haven't just seen, like – I guess he did it against the Yankees last time out, but they've struggled with high-end pitching all season. Um, I, I don't know what I want to do with Darvish. I really don't want to play him here. Yeah, I can see it for GPPs because of the ownership angle because he's the second most talented pitcher on the slate. But it's not a great spot for him. All right. Um – any Texas bats that you like here? Um, Texas bats, not really, because I kind of like Bauer-ish. Chew is always a little underpriced. Odor is a little always underpriced. He's not very good, but <laughs> but he's always underpriced. There's some talent there. He's going to break out eventually. So I don't hate Odor for like 3K. Uh, it'd probably be Chew or Odor that I'd look at if, if I'm looking at any Texas bats. I don't mind Joey Gallo either. I talked about home run upside here. He's a massive power guy. It's going to be strikeout or home run. Like it could be 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. It could be 1 for 4 with a home run. It could be 2 for 4 with two home runs. Like that's this type of matchup for Joey Gallo. If he gets a hold of it, we know Bauer gives up a ton of hard contact. So I like him. I like the Chew call. He's been hot too. I know you hate hot streaks, but this guy's been scorching. So um, I love playing him. And he's been really paying off lately, too. Really has put together a good season. On the Cleveland side, 
Cleveland's really a stack or just stay away from me. Um, I think that's the only way you kind of approach them here. See, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think in a cash game, you can take a one-off or two from this team, especially because we don't necessarily want to pick on Darvish, but this is a pretty sneaky high total. And in addition to the run scoring aspect of it, Darvish does really struggle with steals. Lucroy struggles a bit with steals. So I think a guy like Lindor or Kitness as a cash game one-off is is kind of fine, especially because you're going to get them at a little bit of a discount. Yeah, I was hoping to see the discount, but there's really not a big discount. Like it's not a big one, but three six for Kitness isn't bad. Yeah, like, that's kind of been his normal price, and like he's facing Darvish. I don't know. Yeah, he he has been priced that way for a while, but he's also been underpriced for a while. So just because he's been underpriced in the past doesn't mean he can't be underpriced still today. It's fair. Um, I don't think that's where I would go in cash, but I'm not a cash player. So we move on to the Yankees and the White Sox. Tanaka against Rendon, um, nine and a half total. Yankees bullpen blowing the blowing Severino's win. You guys stink. What are you doing? It was after the White Sox bullpen blew Quintana's win, so. No, Severino was the good guy. Is just, man, that kid's talented. Man, his stuff is good. Yeah, um, right. Any interest here in um, either one of these pitchers? A little interest. I guess a little interest in both. Um, more maybe in Tanaka, but it's, uh, I don't know. He hasn't been great this year, but the White Sox offense just, isn't that good. It's a good park for strikeouts. I think he's fine today. It's it's another one of these guys where just kind of the slate dictates it because who do you really like? So I think he's fine. I do think this total is probably a little high for the White Sox. The thing is, like Carlos Rodon, um, he just his walk rate always worries me. And like I'm looking at his numbers in his rehab starts and it was his walk rate was over 10 percent, and his strikeout rate was under under 17 percent. like it's like instant like oh man this is the same kind of guy we saw all last year that just couldn't throw strikes and like he's always a guy that worries me about that yeah i don't i don't love Radon. he's you know like you said he struggles with control at times he's probably going to face a bunch of righties i think if i recall he projects for a pretty extreme uh, platoon split um so you know he's all right but if i'm playing him it's because i think these yankees totals this is actually one of the lower ones we've seen in a while i think but i think they're still kind of juiced uh based on just the reputation and the lineups lately have not been good they've been really bad lineups the yankees have been rolling out well they're dealing with a ton of injuries like yeah i think just went on the dl like they're dealing with a ton of injuries so it all depends a lot on the lineup um as far as the Yankees bats go, I think Sanchez, Judge, Holiday, Austin, all these guys in play here. I think they're in play. I don't think they're elite plays by any means, and they're always really expensive. Are they still really expensive today? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah they are. Sanchez and Judge are both over 5K. I think they're fine, but I'm not necessarily picking on Radon either. In a GPP, there's going to be power upside. It's a great power park, so you can play Sanchez or Judge or Holiday if he's back. Um, but I'm probably not going here for cash games. He's a guy that gave up a bunch of home runs to righties last year too, so I don't mind the power righties. Um, as far as the White Sox bats go, I'll probably actually have a little bit of Tanaka. I know we didn't really talk about him here as that much, but like, there's still strikeout upside in the White Sox lineup. They're a better offense than they were at the beginning of the season, but there's still strikeouts here. There absolutely is. I... I don't know. I think the White Sox have kind of developed a reputation as as a decent offense over the past few weeks, but they're really not that good. There's a bunch of strikeouts. 4.63 total as of this recording. That's too high. That's that's the wrong total. That's too high. Uh, Tanaka's is interesting because he's 8,300. Um, you know, the price tag is there. If he's, if he's pitching well, they don't typically um, pull him too early. You know, they have given him pretty much a short lease this year, um, pitch count-wise. But if he's pitching well, they don't usually typically pull him. We'll see him go over 100 pitches. So I actually think he's interesting. 8,300 is probably too cheap for the strikeout upside matchup. Yeah, it's too expensive to play him in cash games with Strasburg. But for GPPs, I definitely like him. All right. Um, that's it. We move on. Oh, any White Sox bats? Uh, not really, no. All right. 
Oakland, Houston, Jesse Hahn, David Polino, uh, nine and a half total here. This game's in Houston. Um, any interest in either one of these pitchers? No. Didn't think you would, but I had to ask. Um, you know, we really haven't seen Jesse Hahn too much this season, but uh, from what we've seen, he's actually been really solid. Um, his numbers have been fantastic. I just, it just his numbers scream regression. Um, Three point six home run to fly ball rate um, against right-handed bats. Like that's not Jesse Hahn, is it? No, it's really not. He's, I think, a league average pitcher, basically. Um, which I guess is kind of what he's been this year. Um, he just got I, smashed by this team too. Like they just this they. I just remembered that they just played in Oakland, and he just got smashed by Houston. Yeah, Houston's definitely one of the better options today. Because I was that I was that dumbass that was saying don't play any Houston bats because Jesse Hahn's been limiting damage this year, and they went out <laughs> and scored ten runs on him in in two innings. So I apologize to the listeners the day after, but yeah, I just that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, well, you know the, the the numbers lie sometimes. Okay, gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah, like the Houston stack. That's probably going to burn me now. Like this would be the start of the Han, like limits it. But you get a ballpark upgrade, and they just smash this guy in Oakland. Like I, I like the Houston stack here for sure. I agree, and I like them more as a stack than I do as any particular one-offs because I don't see a whole lot of value in this lineup, especially for cash games. But as a whole, I like the way they project, so I like them as a stack. Um, definitely going back to the well in um, Oakland here too. David Paulino, um, we we really haven't seen much from him either. But what we have seen, he's kind of struggled with righties and lefties. He's a young guy, probably just not ready yet. Um, so the same kind of suspects yesterday for me: Chris Davis, Alonzo, Healy. Healy continues every slate to be under five percent owned and just continues to produce. Yeah, he's really been good. The the Oakland guys that have kind of been on my radar lately have been Matt Olson and Barreto. Both of their prices are up today. They used to be twenty two hundred. They're up to three thousand. Both of them today on DraftKings, which is uh, not ideal, especially Barreto at the bottom of the lineup. Olson's been very hit or miss. He's either put up zeros or he's had double down days. Uh, for three K, he could be interesting here, but. Uh, it is uh, a little pricier than you probably want now. Yeah, you could potentially get um, Bruce Maxwell too, twenty four hundred um, on Fanduel, catcher eligible. Um, uh, another guy that like this is the reason that Stephen Vogt's gone is because Maxwell is up in the bigs now. Uh, Maxwell's a really good pitch framer for what it's worth. I think this is really going to help um, Oakland Oakland pitchers. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Sonny Gray these days, but. I'm past the days of Sonny Gray being a fraud. I love Sonny Gray, and I love what I think Maxwell's going to do for him. Yeah, Sonny Gray still sucks, everybody. Um, just one more. <laughs> um, we move on. St. Louis at Arizona. Adam Wainwright, Zach Godley, nine and a half total. I will say really quick to go back to Oakland really quick. I like the fact that you mentioned that because like, I like playing Sean Mania, and that's definitely going to give him a nice bump too. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna help all the Oakland pitchers on days when it is uh, when it's Maxwell and not Fegley. I'm guessing you're not playing Adam Wainwright against Arizona in Arizona here. I am most certainly not. <laughs> I know you're a cash game guy, but I think Zach Godley is interesting here. Um, I know the ballpark stinks for pitchers, but we do have a massive ground ball guy that also continues to get strikeouts. Like I think he's actually interesting against the Cardinals here. I agree. I think he's very interesting for GPPs, and especially I think that park is probably going to scare people off, but especially on a day like this where I've said it every time I talk about a pitcher, but pitching sucks today, and I think Godley is in the mix for GPPs. Yeah, 13.8% uh, swinging strike rate, 60% ground ball rate this season. Like, you know, even in this ballpark, he's still limiting home runs just because he's able to get so many ground balls and – you know, we know that once you get past the first four hitters for the Cardinals lineup, the, the lineup just becomes, you know, complete, utterly crap. Um, it's like a dog taking a poop on the sidewalk. It's just the bottom of this lineup stinks. <laughs> yeah, it's – it's Lock it in. Godley's getting rocked by the bottom of the lineup now. 
I mean, I think with the addition of Gritchick, it's going to help. Um, I, I'm still a big Gritchick believer, so I think that helps the bottom of the lineup. But I still do think Godley's interesting. All right, let's talk bats here. Anything for the Cardinals? Um, I don't know what their FanDuel prices are like, but they've been pretty cheap lately. Fam, Gritchick, Jerko. That's probably where I'd be looking to get my Cardinals exposure today. But on DraftKings, I don't really like many of them. Uh, what does Matt Carpenter cost? He might be. He's been underpriced a little lately. Yeah, three seven for Carpenter. That's not bad. Yeah, I just I just got done with all the reasons why I like Godley as a pitcher today. Uh, <laughs> for all those reasons, I don't like any of these Cardinals bats. Um, on the flip side, Arizona, I don't mind taking a couple bats against Wainwright. Um, the power bats, Peralta, Goldschmidt, Lamb would be what I'd be looking at here. Yeah, that's what I'd be looking at. That's what I look at pretty much any time I play Arizona because the rest of their lineup is just terrible. It's just bad. Terrible. Yeah. Drury, did you say? No, I said terrible. Oh, yeah. It really is. I uh, I don't like Arizona these days. Dodgers, Dodgers, Angels, Ryu against Bayern. Nine total here. Ryu, a slight favorite at 117. I will say... You know, we've talked about pitchers stinking all all podcasts, and I know you're going to like Ryu here. See, I don't love him. Oh, you don't love a Dodgers pitcher? My Dodgers pitcher love has been tempered this year, in large part because they don't go very deep. For, for all the reasons that I think Porcello is playable because he goes so deep into games, Ryu is like the anti-Porcello. He's, you know, maybe even – I don't know if he's a better pitcher at this point, but comparable – especially because his velocity is up this year. I'm actually really intrigued by Ryu, but he just doesn't go very deep. The Angels don't strike out a lot. Adding a pitcher to the lineup is going to help with that. But, you know, I just don't see a whole lot of value with Ryu because he's probably going to throw 90 pitches. Just so you know, this is a flip-flop series, so they go to Angels Stadium here. Oh, that, So they actually have the DH. That would explain why. Okay, because I was wondering. I'm like, why doesn't the bat like Ryu at least a little bit more? Because it kind of liked Maeda yesterday. It liked Tail the day before. Uh, this makes a lot more sense then. So then I have no interest in Ryu if this is in uh, in Anaheim. I know Hill didn't win that game, but that was the best start he's had all season. Yeah, he uh, he looked good. He's starting to go deeper now. Um, I don't know. Cautiously optimistic about Hill. He just can't throw his curveball for a strike, and it's his best pitch. That's the biggest problem with him right now. Yeah, the curve hasn't quite look the same this year it's uh he's not getting the same kind of hump on he's not getting the same i don't know i don't i don't love hill's curveball but like i said cautiously optimistic um any interest in alex meyer here um no eh, saying no is the problem is that meyer's kind of one of those tweeners where he's a guy who really doesn't go very deep i think it's an okay enough matchup and he's probably really cheap today but there's not enough value for cash games. There's not enough upside for GPPs, but I don't think he's getting lit up either. Uh, I think it all depends on the lineup we see for the Dodgers too. I guess that, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like yesterday the lineup was just terrible. If they stack the lineup today, then maybe it's a different story. Yeah, Barnes bats fifth again. You never know. Um, Turner got the day off. Seager's been dealing with an injury. Puig's dealing with a hamstring injury. Like that's three massive bats you're taking out of this lineup against right-handed pitching. So – It'd be, it would be like a lineup play for me. So if the lineup is the same as what we saw on Tuesday, you still have to get around Bellinger. Jock is really starting to warm up. Um, I, he had a home run on Tuesday night. So, like, you know, even Grindall didn't play. So, like, I guess Grindall will be back in the lineup here. But, like, Barnes batted fifth on Tuesday night. Like, what was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Dave Roberts just kind of does Dave Roberts. I got out of um, – we went and seen Cars 3 with my daughter. And we get out of the movie theater, and I'm like, why the hell isn't Justin Turner in the lineup? Like, he was one of my favorite plays on Tuesday. Oh, it was so tilting. Um, as far as the Dodgers' bats go, like, Bellinger's in play every day. Yeah, he is. He's so expensive for cash games. Unless the matchup's really right, you can't pay for him. But he's always, you know, a top five play, like, every day at this point. So – so I like him. And GPPs, if you want to spend up, if you're fading Strasburg and you have the money, go for it. He's still so easy to fit in a Fandle every day. Like, this would be – I really um, – um, I, don't, I don't hate this matchup. I love when you get him on the road too because we're getting that potential extra at bat as well on the road. Yeah, you prefer a better park than Angel Stadium, but he's still going to be a good play today. 
Um, I can't think of anything on the Angels. Oh, Molinado. Why did I, I always forget about him? He he hits left-handed pitching really well. Um, yeah, he's fine. I don't know what he costs. He's always kind of buried in the order. He's not quite good enough given his price. Yeah, thirty-eight hundred. That's too much to pay on cash games for a guy who's probably going to hit like seventh or eighth. Listeners can always tell that I do my like I don't look at pricing until like I start writing articles and stuff. And like I do all my research before uh, I look at pricing. And if I would have saw that pricing, he wouldn't even have been mentioned. <laughs> yeah, he, he hasn't been that expensive lately, has he? Like I, I think he's been a lot cheaper than that. He's been around the three K range, uh, yeah. twenty five hundred to three K, I would guess. Um, I, I like playing him against lefties. He does have home run upside against lefties. We have some catchers on the slate. Um, I, I don't think I'm paying that price. We move on. Atlanta, San Diego, Cologne against Perdamo. Um, no total in this game yet. Um, Cologne coming back from the DL. Yes, he's still in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't typically stack the Padres, but I stack everybody against Cologne. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, what are our Padres prices look like today? I hope they're so- super cheap. Because Cologne wasn't the expected starter yeah. in this game. Suahe still twenty four hundred. Um, Renfro's three thousand. Yeah, we're gonna get some discounts on Padres today. Oh yeah, all these guys are under four K. Nobody's priced over four K. Like I, I just, I'm telling you now, I'm not even gonna look at scores until this game starts because I know I'm gonna have Padres stacks here. I know a lot of my nights gonna depend on how the Padres do. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm good with some cheap Padres exposure and cash games to. Uh, to kind of help fill out around around the guys you really want. And, you know, I don't mind playing Adams, but, like, Perdomo is a guy that just – his ground ball rate is just insane. Um, and I just I, – every time I'm like, man, is it going to regress? And it just doesn't. So, like, I don't, what's his price? Um, I'm going to have to look now. Adams is 4200 No, 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 Perdomo. Is oh. he still, like, 5K? He's uh, – I don't have it. Um He's 5,600. I don't actually hate him here. Um, he's a guy that could pitch deeper into games. It depends on what, how many lefties are in the lineup. But, you know, if there's only three lefties and we get six righties here or five righties in the pitcher spot, I think Perdomo is definitely interesting. I just don't usually like picking on Atlanta with pitchers because I don't think the strikeout upside's there. Yeah, I get that. But I'm playing it more as. You know, he's 5,600. I get all the bats I want, and I could potentially see him put up 20 just because he could pitch deep into this game. I'm fine with that as as a price play and on this slate. He's not he's really not that much worse than the guys we're looking at in the you know seven to eight to nine K range. Yeah, it's just like if you go down there, it's just like that price range. I guess Meyer would be interesting if the lineup is you know bad for the Dodgers, but I don't know. Perdomo's actually kind of interesting. Um, as far as bats go in this game, on the Braves side, like it's Matt Adams every day. Like this guy is going to be in play for me every day. I love Matt Adams, and I think this is a good spot for him too. Fly ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher. It's a park that's kind of sneaky good for left-handed power. Um, I wish he was – like I love the days like when he first joined the Braves and he was like 3,500 every day. He was always under 4K, and now he's always just a little over 4K, which is a little more than you want to pay for him, but I do really like him. All right. Um, and then the Padres, we kind of talked about just you know stacking them up. Like I, I really like the Padres in this spot. Like, I like cheap cash game one-offs. Margot's back too. That gives you some you know stolen base upside as well. Yeah, not not as much against Cologne because Cologne is so good at preventing steals. But I do like Margot in general, and the price is kind of nice. Like he's good at preventing steals, but the catchers are terrible at throwing out runners. That's true. That's gonna that's gonna play into it. Like Flowers and Suzuki, like they don't have a guy that can throw out a runner. So like you mentioned that Cologne's good at throwing out. Like how much do you like weigh that? Like. I just I always like looking at the catcher data as well, and like anytime I see a catcher that can't throw out a runner, like their their throwout rate is under like fifteen or fifteen sixteen percent, like it's terrible. Yeah, in general, I I mean not in general, I I account for both. In general, the pitcher tends to have more control than the catcher does, but obviously, if the runner's like, hey, this is an easy catcher to run on, and he attempts to steal, that's you know more than half the battle. That's like three quarters of the battle. Look at that. 
Call you out of the bullpen. You get through all 13 games with no issues. Um, we're going to play some home run derby, and then we're going to get out of here um, to enjoy the rest of our night. So I'll let you bat lead off here. No course field, so everything's live. Everything is live. No price, no anything. Yep. I just take whoever I want. That's right. All right. Uh, I need a good first pick then. I'm going to take I'm gonna take Giancarlo Stanton. All right. Um, I'm going to take Will Myers. And I'm going to take uh, Travis Shaw. All right. I like it. I'll take uh, I'll take Chris Davis with a K. And I'll take J.D. Martinez with all the BVP built in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm trying to, I was, oh, God, I hate, I, I talked about this guy earlier. Um, Adam Duvall, I think, is interesting here. So I'm going to say Duvall. I agree. I like Duvall for a home run today. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, it's a, it's a gross pitching slate. So I guess my, my thought is just definitely pay for Strasburg. And don't be afraid of going with a guy that you're uncomfortable with is your SP2. I think I think going cheaper with a guy like Bauer or Porcello could even be the right move because it lets you get bats and because otherwise you're just overspending on your SP2, at least in cash games. All right. That's going to do it here for the Wednesday edition. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest tonight. And if you haven't checked out our sponsor, Playdraft, check them out, playdraft.com backslash grinders. Play best ball, play baseball. There's all kinds of stuff going on over there, so check them out. Uh, good luck in the contest, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Grinders, we're the Tour Junkies, and we've got a great PGA product available now in the Roto-Grinders Marketplace. With reports from course pros and caddies, we cover all the info you need to pick the best golfers every week. Gain an edge with articles including Straight from the Head Pro's Mouth, Trash to Treasure Picks, The Fade Train, plus we'll answer all your last-minute questions in our live chat on Wednesday nights before lineup lock. Memberships are only $5.99 per week or $125 for the whole PGA season. So sign up in the Roto-Grinders Marketplace and start building better PGA lineups today. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills of cancel early remaining amounts due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. <laughs> 